Hello and welcome to the Locked Out Wolves podcast. We are live on the postcast following the Timberwolves lost to the Golden State Warriors on Sunday night. I'm joined by Marty Gellner from Valley Sports North. We're going to break down the Wolves loss. The Locked Out Wolves postcast starts right now. You are Locked On Wolves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Lockdown Wolves podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Lockdown Wolves. Marty Gellner, Valley Sports North is with me to break down the Timberwolves' loss to the Warriors here on Sunday. And Marty, this was the Timberwolves' third consecutive loss. This was a game, obviously the Wolves shorthanded. No Rudy Gobert in this game. He, he missed the game with an illness. No Jalen Noel, of course, no Carl Anthony Towns, no Torian Prince. Golden State didn't have Draymond Green. They didn't have Andrew Wiggins. They didn't have, of course, Steph Curry. So this was really like Clay Thompson and the rest of the Warriors versus Anthony Edwards and the rest of the Timberwolves. And the Wolves led for most of the game. But in this one, it wasn't the third quarter that killed them. It was really a, a fourth quarter collapse from the Timberwolves. And uh, Golden State ends up uh, holding on down the stretch. Yeah, you pretty much nailed it. 31-17 was the fourth quarter score. 31-17. And it was full of just missed opportunities for the Timberwolves. They, it wasn't like they were turning the ball over constantly. And both teams kind of went cold in the second half and especially in the third quarter. The Wolves couldn't hit a three in the fourth quarter. They shot a lot of them. They went three of 13 in the fourth quarter from three. Just couldn't, uh, I don't know what, like there was no real rhythm to the offense except for Nas Reed. But 27% field goal shooting overall in the fourth quarter. And that, that did it. I mean, they were there. They were up nine to start the fourth. They were up by double digits in the first first quarter, which I don't know how much weight you want that to carry for any team at any point in the NBA. But uh, was a fourth quarter just uh, onslaught by by Golden State. It was totally one-sided, and that was your ball game. Yeah, and you mentioned a lack of rhythm offensively, and I think we could say that for most of the game, like you said, besides Nas, especially early. And we said that after Friday's game, too. The offense just had really no rhythm. And, of course, Rudy did play on Friday, but this is, um, you know, it just it just really felt, really throughout the game, but especially in the fourth quarter. I mean, the Wolves only scored 17 points in the fourth, and it was just kind of like they ran a few actual sets, but there was just a lot of five out kind of passing the ball around the perimeter, and then somebody would try and, you know, win off the dribble, which they did a lot of kind of in the middle of the game, the third quarter especially. They were winning off the dribble, kicking out for threes, and, and they built that double-digit lead again. Um, uh, let's start with the fourth quarter and we can kind of work backwards about, you know, the early stages of the game here in a minute. But in the fourth, like you said, they were up nine going into the quarter. They were still up 10. The Timberwolves were up 10 with eight minutes to play. This is a quarter in which yeah. Golden State outscored Minnesota 31 to 17. But the Wolves had a 10 point lead with eight minutes to play in the game. And then all of a sudden, over the next six minutes, the game gets tied with four minutes to play. The Wolves are down three with three minutes to play. And then they get down six with two minutes to play. And they ended up making it interesting. Um, it, you know, with a couple of nice defensive plays, Ant gets a steal and an inbounds. They uh, Conley gets a steal. Uh, Golden State plays sloppy even after timeouts. And, and the Timberwolves, um, I, I guess we could start with, with this, that uh, in the broken floor situation, the Timberwolves get a steal. They get a look from Jordan McLaughlin in the left corner with a chance to tie the game. And he misses. Um, I agreed with Chris Finch not calling a timeout, though. The Wolves still had a timeout. And here's why. First of all, they got an open shot. And I know that yep. in a perfect world, it's probably not Jordan McLaughlin shooting an open shot, but he can make open corner three-pointers. Um, and also, Ant was open in the other quarter when Jaden McDaniels had the ball on the right wing. And, and you know, Golden State was kind of 
they would have closed on him quickly, but I thought there could have been a pass to Ant in the corner. They ended up getting the ball to McLaughlin. It was a good shot, and that's as open of a shot as you'd want out of a timeout anyway. The second thing is, even after that miss, the Timberwolves had a chance to get the ball back. They ended up getting a jump ball. You could have used your timeout then, too. So Finch was able to save the timeout. They still got the open three, and then if they end up getting the ball back, um, you would have still had a timeout in your pocket to run another chance at tying the game. So I didn't really have a problem with how the Wolves played that out. They just missed the shot. No, I didn't either. I didn't either. And given the way everyone else had shot in that game, including Anthony Edwards, I get it. He's he's the guy you want in those situations in general. But I thought even Jade McDaniels bringing the ball up in that situation, if he could have just gathered a little bit better, looked like he kind of he didn't really lose the handle, but he kind of didn't have the perfect smooth rhythm. And he doesn't do a lot of dribble up three pointers, but he's been shooting the ball well, especially from three. We actually talked about it in our pregame show tonight. He's like 46% or something in his last five games from three. So if there's anybody you want to take that shot, maybe it's Jaden McDaniels taking it off the dribble instead of the Wolves working it around. But you get a baseline three, a good look at a baseline three from Jordan McLaughlin. I will take that. I truly will. I had no problem with Chris Finch not taking time out there. And he didn't second guess it either. He was asked about it in the post game show, and he didn't even dwell on it. He was like, "Yeah, we, you know, we got a we got a good look. We had a, that open floor situation, and and I didn't want to ruin that. So yeah, I had no problem with it either. It just was a night where nobody picked up the slack for Anthony Edwards' lack of scoring, except for Nas Reed, who had he had 22 in the first half, but that means he had eight in the second half. Mm-hmm. So on a night when Ant goes five of 19 and has 12 points, which he's human. It's going to happen once in a while. You just needed to have more from different guys, and it wasn't there tonight. It was uh, it was all like Golden State kept trying to give it to him, kept trying to hand it over with the turnovers, and the Steve Kerr must have been losing his mind down the stretch. It was, it was not the Golden State basketball we are used to seeing, but Wolves could not take advantage of it tonight. Yeah, and to your point on Ant, we talked about this after Friday's loss to the Hornets, uh, that like somebody else has to come to the party. And in this in this game, there's no Rudy Gobert either. So it really is only Anthony Edwards that you would rely on to score. Like Mike Conley has never really been a scorer, but he's not at even at that stage in his career. Nas did do it, but nobody else had more than 12 points in this game. You had you had uh, Nas with 30. And nobody else had more than 12. And had 12 on 19 shots, like you said. McDaniels and Anderson each had 12. And then Nikhil Alexander-Walker had 10 off the bench. Had a nice first half. Uh, but there was just no... And the other thing is, like, where's that going to come from, right? Like, like who is going to pick up that scoring slack? It, it Even though Jalen Noel in this game, we talked about him Friday, too. Like, he's another guy who you could rely on to go get a bucket, theoretically. But, like, none of these other guys are going to generate their own offense. And unless you're running a really... Uh, good half-court offense or scoring a lot in transition, neither of which the Wolves are doing right now, you're going to struggle to score. And they ended up shooting only 42% from the floor. And the crazy thing is they actually shot the ball okay from deep. They were 38% on threes, but they were only 42% overall on field goal attempts. So I don't know exactly what they were in the paint, but it couldn't have been very good. Um, And they were only 52% at the free throw line. They were 11 of 21. They left 10 points at the free throw line. Uh, which is obviously a major issue in a game that was a one possession game until those final free throws to seal the game. Um, So, yeah, I think offensive rhythm is probably the number one thing you have to point to in this one. And Ant's lack of scoring, just had a rough night, couldn't get going early, only attempted a couple shots early in the game. And then it just never happened for him. He just, he never consistently got into the paint. 
He only shot, uh, let's see, he shot the ball 19 times. Eight of them were threes. So 11 two-point attempts. Only one free throw attempt in this game for Anthony Edwards. Uh, so it was it was definitely a disappointing performance from Ant. But also, like, what? where do we go from here? Like, who? Uh, I mean, not like, not like really big picture, but like on, you know, Tuesday night, next time out, where's the offense coming from? Hopefully Rudy's back. But um, what does this team have to do? Is it just offensive execution or like... That that's what this leaves me wondering is is where does Chris Finch turn to try and generate some efficient offense here in the next few games? That's a totally legit question too, and I think we talked about this a little bit on Friday because I had told you that was one of Rebecca Brunson's main points about this last twenty game stretch is where is the help for Edwards going to come from? And when you have Torian Prince now missing time for personal reasons, we don't have a timeline on him. He's not on the road trip though. So let's say it's it's maybe fair to guess that he might not play on any of these four games on the trip. So he was always good for, you know, a 15-point solid outcome. Uh, putting Jalen Noel on the injury list tonight with uh, tendinopathy, I think, in his knee. That's the same thing Anthony Edwards dealt with a couple of years ago. No timeline on him. Is it just one game? Is it kind of the way he feels night to night? Well, I mean, Noel hasn't had and all-star type seasons by any means, but there are games when he could just absolutely explode and give you 20 points, and the Wolves needed that kind of performance tonight. Kyle Anderson has just not been the same kind of scorer that he was for a good stretch of the season, and now coming out of the break just in these last two games, he just he kind of has been out of his own rhythm. It's been kind of weird, kind of funky, but that question that you just asked, Ben, on where that secondary scoring is going to come from for the Timberwolves is a legitimate one right now because of all the injuries. Carl Anthony Towns is still out. And for the most part, Ant's been bringing it every night. He's been carrying a huge load. And then he has a night like tonight where he just didn't have it. Couldn't get the shots to fall. Even when he's driving, couldn't get fouled, couldn't get to the free throw line. Who else is going to be there? And the Wolves are going to need an answer to that question as they go on for the rest of the season. And even boil it down the rest of these three games on this California road trip. They need another score. Our presenting partners of tonight's show are our friends at Prize Picks. If you'd taken Nas Reed points over in this game, you would have been in really good shape. I'd be shocked if his over under points was even in double figures in this game. Um, depending, I guess, on when that would have been set with uh, with Gobert's uh, late scratch. Uh, if you're wondering how Prize Pick wor- Prize Picks works, it's extremely easy. You just pick two to six players, and if they'll score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10, 25 times. Excuse me, your money on any entry. You're not competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. They offer projections on any sport that you watch. That of course includes the NBA, but also MLB is about to kick off. NHL is ongoing, of course. College basketball, you name it, they've got it. You can make your entry in less than sixty seconds. It really, is that easy? Download the Prize Picks app. Or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, they'll give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code LOCKEDON at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. We talked a little bit about Nas Reed and his start to the game. He had 30 points, 9 rebounds. He also had five steals, three assists, two blocks, really a stat-stuffing performance when the Wolves really needed him. He played the second most minutes on the game, or on the team, excuse me, and was really impressive early, and he was doing it all over the place. He initially was doing it um, straight-line drives to the rim because the Warriors weren't really closing out. Then he hit a couple of threes. They started closing out. He had a couple more drives, getting into the paint. Um, 
a great game from Nas. And, you know, they maybe needed a little bit more from him on the glass. And I wanted to get to that next because that was an issue for the Wolves. But it doesn't take away from how important he was offensively for Minnesota. Like we talked about earlier, nobody else scored more than 12 points. It was really good to see him be aggressive early and, you know, build some confidence. I think Nas Reed is one of the most likable being players I've come across. I've told you this before on this very podcast, Ben. He is such an easy guy to root for just because he has that, he has a team first mentality. He works hard. He was undrafted. He had to do all, all this work just to get himself on an NBA roster to stay on a team. And now he's worked his way into the starting lineup when the starting center is out. I think Jim Pete brought up this point during the broadcast tonight that he He's like, Nas Reed is out here auditioning, telling other teams, like, I am a starter in this league. I could be a starter in this league. The moves he has, the skill he has, the touch he has, and he is just a nice man. Did you see in the first quarter, he something happened and his gum flew out of his mouth, and he picked it up and he just chucked it courtside. And as soon as there was a timeout, he ran over to the two people sitting courtside and apologized to them for throwing his gum at him while the game was going on. And then he ran back in the huddle and you could see like three or four guys going, what was that all about? And he's telling them, oh my gum, and he's kind of going through it. And I was like, that's why we love this man. That's why you're so happy for him when he scores a season high, career high, 30 points. He's just such an easy guy to root for. Yeah, it, it's always fun when he when he has games like this, and you know, nationally also to have people. This was a game that was also on ESPN, and so to, to for additional people Nash, on the national level to be able to see just how good he is, and, and like you said, unrestricted free agent this offseason. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, in terms of other issues, the Wolves had early in the game. It was turnovers. They ended up even in that category. Each team had sixteen, but the Wolves built that double digit lead in the first quarter that you mentioned earlier, Marnie, and. Golden State, it was like five of six possessions or five of seven possessions. The Wolves turned it over, just extremely sloppy play that let the Warriors catch up early. And then an on, an ongoing issue throughout the game um, and really throughout the season, throughout last season too, defensive rebounding. They gave up 16 offensive rebounds to Golden State. This was big as the Warriors are making their second half comeback. Seven offensive rebounds by Kevon Looney. And uh, the Wolves were a minus 13 overall in the glass. Second chance points were a huge issue. The Wolves didn't have anybody that had more than nine rebounds. Nas and Kyle Anderson each had nine. Nobody else had more than five on the Timberwolves, and they were out rebounded by 13. Um, so, I mean, that was that was a huge part of Golden State. And Golden State didn't shoot the ball that well from three in this game. It wasn't a typical Golden State three-point barrage. Yeah, it was just right? kind of a grinded out second-chance points, and, and the Wolves just couldn't keep pace there. Yeah, to your point on three-pointers, too, the Wolves made two more threes than Golden State. The Wolves made 17 threes. Golden State made 15, and the Warriors are the number one team in the NBA in attempts and makes. Not shocking. They have Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. I get it. Uh, but rebounding, in the fourth quarter, the Warriors out-rebounded Minnesota 17-7. to And the Wolves, you know, I mean, you miss a ton of shots. I guess the logic tells you that the opponent is going to get most of the rebounds because defensive rebounds usually went out. But... 17 to 7 in the fourth quarter for a team that is desperate for wins. That's one of those little things that you have to be able to do in order to get a game like this. That and the missed free throws and just the that lack of of execution and doing the little things that have just crept up for this team all season long on Friday night against Charlotte, just not coming out with that sense of urgency and being down even by halftime. It's just like 
these little things and these details that a Golden State team that is the defending champion that tonight didn't have maybe half the personnel that was part of that championship run, but that is a team that shut it down and laid down the hammer in the fourth quarter and did all those little things right and paid that attention to detail. The Wolves didn't have it tonight. They didn't have it on Friday night, and now they've dropped two games that were extremely important, and now the road just it just keeps keeps on going. It keeps getting tougher. keeps getting tougher from here. That it does. Three more in California this week at the Clippers Tuesday, at the Lakers Friday, and then the back-to-back Saturday night at Sac- a really good Sacramento Kings team. Um, it doesn't get any easier. And then home for Philadelphia. So it only gets tougher from here. We'll see on Rudy Gobert's status uh, the rest of this road trip. He was out with the illness. So, um, you know, hopefully he comes back Tuesday and the Wolves can get back on track. We've seen them play up to competition, uh, you know, often this season. Hopefully that's the case for the remainder of the road trip because now they're a game below 500 with games against four likely playoff teams upcoming in their next four contests. We go live after the majority of Timberwolves games here at the Lockdown Sports Minnesota YouTube channel. Uh, so be sure to subscribe to the channel. You'll be notified when we go live. You can also listen to the audio after the fact at the Locked on Wolves, uh, any audio platform, actually, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can listen to this. Um, if you missed the live show on Lockdown Sports Minnesota on YouTube, a big thank you for listening tonight. A big thank you for watching. And we'll catch you next time.